0: Good morning, and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. I am a little busy these days. If you haven't heard on all of our platforms that we're announcing constantly, we have a big event coming up on Monday, December 2nd. It's the sixth annual All-Star Awards. It's the greatest night in Orthodox Jewish professional success. If you've listened before, you know that on this show and in our organization, we highlight all the wonderful things about being A religious Jew. Um, And we also confront some of the challenges that go on in the community in order to make sure that every person is able to uh, interact with with Judaism, with orthodoxy in the way that it was supposed to be. And so that's what we're here to do, to just make uh, the Jewish experience positive for anyone that wants to access it. Um, this is a perfect segue to today's guest and I'm going to interrupt myself again. If you want to be a part of the all-star awards at Lincoln center, Monday, December 2nd, you can go to our site, judancity.com slash events. You can get your ticket, you can sponsor, you can, if you're not there in person, you can enter our all-star experience auction, get an amazing priceless prize to, that is given over by some of our all-stars. Also some extra things like diamond earrings and free sheet and a uh, trip to Mexico. So, um, please head on over there and show your support in one way or another, um, and and back to my uh, thing I was saying before I interrupted myself, our guest today is a perfect example of who we love to highlight on this show and at our organization, uh, because really uh, being a religious Jew should be someone that makes the world a better place. It should be someone who spends their life helping others, um, who really lives their life uh, with with purpose and meaning. Um, today's guest is not just someone doing something great in the world Um, sort of the world at large, it's sort of a, a near and dear guest to me. Um, this particular man actually uh, said one of the Shabbat brachos uh, under my chuppah. Um This family was one of the first families that I used to go to back when I was first starting to keep Shabbos, uh, back when I was 17 years old, but back when I was first confronting my stereotypes about the religious community. Um, his wife's challah is amazing. Um, Shabbos was always so warm and delicious, and his children are like uh, that were babies before, are like a bunch of them are married now. Rabbi Zalman Grossbaum, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And so, and it's but, great to connect again.
0: Yeah, 100%. So, You were a shaliach in Livingston, New Jersey. You were doing a lot of great uh, things then. Then you moved on to, uh, I guess, getting a friendship circle started in the neighborhood there. Am I correct, in terms of the timeline?
1: Yes. So, you know, when we moved out here on on, uh, on Chabad Shalichas, we were, you know, looking to see what was needed within the community. We did did and still do a lot of Jewish educational programs in all the schools. And um, once they started the Friendship Circle Michigan, and my wife being from Michigan, we saw what the impact that it was having there and decided to be the second Friendship Circle. Now, uh, there's over 90 Friendship Circles around the world. Uh, our Friendship Circle has been in existence since 2019 years that we've been doing it. So
0: wow. It's been can a, you tell what the Friendship Circle about? Can you tell us about for people who don't know?
1: Um, the basic idea is to have teen volunteers who work one-on-one with the kids uh, throughout all our programs. Uh, we have a Torah Circle Hebrew School, we have camps, we have sports programs, uh, home visits, uh, holiday programs, et cetera, et cetera. And we have nearly a thousand teens that volunteer for us. Since we started, we've had over seven and a half thousand teens, and the impact that the Friendship Circle has had not only on the families. That we're able to help through our programs, but also on the teen volunteers and their families, and the community at large has really rallied around and become a part of everything that we do.
0: It's amazing. And um, to be a participant in Friendship Circle, I'm saying someone to receive uh, services. What type of special needs? Um, sort of like what? 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 Is that under? Like I'm saying, at what point is someone um, sort of eligible?
1: Um, we don't have any qualifications.
0: Anybody okay. So that can use sort a of friend, in a and category? any
1: and uh, um, we've always also helped beyond that. You know, okay. So different different situations that have arisen that could use our support and mm-hmm. could use uh, some friends and, this, and that support. Uh, back after 9-11, there was a couple of families in the area that we helped uh, with uh, had lost, uh, and lost spouses in the World Trade Center. And uh, we, for, num- for many years, sent uh, teens to their home to, to help them you know so it's about responding to the need that there that we find within the community but it is based on on individual special abilities mm-hmm. and um really across the board you know from uh, new jersey has the highest rate of autism in the united states Yes it's comfortable we find ourselves,
0: does anyone know why that is as someone there's
1: nothing there's nothing in the drinking water I would say uh from our experience, it's more about uh New Jersey has very good services, definitely up until adulthood through school and therapy, and um families we see move from the city uh into New Jersey get a little green grass and, and, and the services that they provide here. So, so we attract people because our services are good. And,
0: and there are opportunities that, that are available here. Yeah. Got it. Okay, fine. So then um, when did, could you describe to us what is Lifetown exactly? You're the CEO of Lifetown. Um, A lot of beautiful press that uh, came about when Lifetown was announced. And I will tell you that when we put it on our Facebook page, this story went viral. I mean, it just kept, we probably, it probably got to over 50,000 people and uh, they've been over at Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg has been changing the algorithm to kind of suppress uh, news, but people were so elated with what you have done at Lifetown that it was just so, it was such an engaging and positive post. So thank you because you are making my job easier. So if you could tell us when, why, how.
1: Um, you, you know, so our program started, we were focused on the Jewish community to help the families within our communities and offer the services that, that they would, that kids would otherwise have. And that's really what the core of the Friendship circles to create those environments where the community come together and give everybody the opportunity to fulfill their God-given mission in this world Um but we knew that we there was more that needed to be done, especially as I mentioned earlier, the numbers uh, as they are in New Jersey, especially in the autism spectrum and we saw what they did in michigan and uh, and we knew that this is something that we wanted to do here. The main part of Lifetown is an indoor city uh called by us Lifetown shops, fifteen stores in eleven thousand square feet, where uh we have schools that come here to and part of their educational curriculum, so when they're learning. A life skills, job training, transition skills in their classroom setting, and then typically going out to the real world. Here they get to practice those skills in the controlled environment. And what's unique about Lifetime, similar to our Friendship Circle programs, is that this is an immersive and inclusive environment all of our programs are open not only to individuals with special abilities but to the general community so our stores are all staffed by adult volunteers stay-at-home moms and dads retired individuals college students even law enforcement companies that are sending their 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 people here and this way when students are learning those skills not only are they experiencing it but we have thousands of adults who are volunteering for us who are going to also be experiencing that side by side. So our goal is that when these individuals then go out to the real world and navigate, go to a bank and the meet a teller, that teller will be equally comfortable with that interaction as they, as they are. Uh, but Lifetime is much more than that, it's 53,000 square feet. Um, In our entrance level, uh, we're putting in a challah factory, actually working with uh, Susie Fishbine, who's a dear friend. And we're going to be Uh making a challah mix, similar to a uh, cake mix that you buy in stores. This will be a challah mix. Mm -hmm. And we're having somebody who's designing professional machinery uh, that's both safe and accessible. So young adults will be able to have jobs uh, creating packaging this, and Uh which will be sold in stores. We're putting a uh, bowling alley in there. It's coming in soon. And uh, we have another room where we uh, package Shabbat kits that get sent to all the hospitals and nursing homes in this area every single Shabbat Mm -hmm. uh, with challah and candles, etc. We have a room for the families to meet with professionals. And then as you make your way upstairs, you walk up the interactive musical staircase that uh, responds to uh, the participants as they come up. So right away, you you are engaged and uh, welcomed um, and and then, you know, the building itself, the architecture uh, is really magnificent. It's a place, it's a celebration in every which way. And we brought in, a, in addition to our architect, who did a great job, we brought in a company who does uh, designs experiences, museums and otherwise. And they designed a lot of the flow in the field within the building, which is just engaging in every which way. last Yesterday, uh, we had a family here actually from Israel. Uh, they have a daughter who is uh, battling uh, cancer, and uh, here for treatments in New Jersey. And they through a connection, they asked us that they come by. They have a son who uh, was on the on the spectrum, and when the boy walked, the family walked in, and right away the boy felt at home here. And uh-huh. the parents were later telling me saying how oh, any spaces that they take him to, he because he has. Uh, Quite involved issues, they have a challenge, and it's very difficult for them to bring him to new places. But they said, you know, there's something magical about this building. He he felt at home right away, and he was smiling, he was laughing, he was having the time of his life, and it was so meaningful to see that here's a kid in a new environment, uh, you know, brought over from Israel to be with the family during this time, and you know that we were able to be there for them in in, in this
0: way. That's incredible, um, you know. We're what we do hear a lot um is talk about sort of people's perceptions of the religious community um based on sort of, you know, seeing them around, you're hearing stories in the news, and then how it is when they actually get to meet them and interact with them in a positive way. So, Um, how about people outside of the religious community, either, you know, less observant or non-Jewish, what sort of response have you, I mean, I don't know if people are are rude enough to be like, Hey, I didn't like you, but now I see you differently. Has, has anyone sort of expressed surprise or, you know, that they're so happy that, you know, sort of everyone's been included or,
1: um, we've been, you know, Anybody comes into this place, and we have had educators since the news has broke has really gotten out there. We've had over six hundred educators who have come visiting this place to schedule their uh, students to come by, and everybody's so excited, so appreciative. There's nothing like this in the in the general community, mm-hmm. and uh, and therefore, you know, the fact that we're able to offer it, you know. To understand a little bit, take a little bit of a step back. You know, the Rebbe was an incredible advocate for individuals with special abilities. Mm-hmm. And going back in the 60s and 70s, there's beautiful letters from the Rebbe um, uh, highlighting and, and, and really um, expressing his his want and, and vision of inclusion, uh, within, both within the Jewish communities and opportunities uh, that are endless. And we see this as. In some ways, hopefully, fulfilling the Rebbe's dream of that level of inclusion, that level of opportunities. But I think as a Jewish community, as in general, you know, we've been ahead of the game uh, with so many other incredible organizations, Hask and Yachad and others. Uh, you know, we have a lot to be proud of because together we've really been way ahead of other religious organizations and even the general community in inclusion in opportunities in uh you know helping the families and supporting the families in every which way and also in getting our our youth and through that our ourselves inspired mm-hmm. um to you know to create communities that are truly inclusive so i think the model that the jewish community has 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 really created over many many years Is something that other religions and people, you know, the secular world have a lot to learn from. So, you know, it's a tremendous Kiddush Hashem in that way uh, to be able to see, and we have a lot to be proud of.
0: I mean, that's incredible that uh, the Rebbe was writing about inclusion and special needs in the '60s, because these are big buzzwords today. In you know, two thousand, the sort of late two thousand teens. But um, that's certainly, as far as I know, even growing up in the '80s and '90s, you know, I don't remember people kind of talking like that in the general world. So that's really amazing. Um, How do you? That is,
1: you know, that was even based on some things that we've recently uh, started understanding. There's my Marin there's Hasidic discourses from the Alter Rebbe, 300 years ago, from Tzaddik, yeah. his grandson, uh, that discuss uh, people with special abilities and their neshama and the mm. uniqueness of their neshama and the power of their nishama coming out to earth. It's a whole different discussion for a different time, mm. but it's fascinating, fascinating insights into how the Torah has always looked at every single person, and their, from a neshama perspective and the impact that they're meant to have in this world. And, you know, so the Torah is Torah's emes. Emes is constant. Truth is constant. Mm. Um, You know, so, you know, society changes and evolves. But I think the Torah has always seen and and wanted a perspective where every single person is given the opportunity, the tools that they need to maximize and to fulfill their God-given mission in this world.
0: It's beautiful. And really, you know, when um, it... Comes into being as you've you know created this incredible project, um, just sort of the proof is in the pudding. Meaning, like the, the people automatically are drawn to the positivity and and the beauty and the, you know the kindness. That's just sort of these, I think, universal truths of humanity. And um, I think it sort of places our community where where we always should be, where where we're meant to be um, by sort of you know living up to those ideals. Tell me about sort of how do you go from conception to execution of a project this big because you know for me personally i'm going to learn a little bit from you right now hopefully our listeners too um i mean this is a gargantuan um i mean 54,000 square feet um you know a tremendous amount of money to be raised when did the idea occur to you and can you take us through like how do you get there how, how do you sort of go from sort of the idea to actually being able to get to um some sort of steps that make it possible
1: so the, the real secret in Chabad, as you will be able to attest to, is that behind every great Chabad leader is her husband. <laughs> and um, you know Toba and uh, her efforts, and her you know, she never stops. When yeah. We started the friendship circle. I remember our conversation that we had then, and uh, she said, you know, we'll do this on condition that we never say no to anybody. And yeah. that's been our model. And with that type of focus and dedication, that's what we how we built Lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew we needed to do this, and uh, yes, it was a very large um, undertaking, incredible undertaking. We have incredible partners who mm-hmm. uh, helped us in every which way from the get go. In, in visionaries who saw the dream as possible even though perhaps it wasn't really that uh, po- possible under normal circumstances but uh, you know when with that dedication uh, you know you have to you know when you have when you do it when you come with a focus of love your fellow as yourself and the rest is details that makes uh, anything possible and that kind of commitment that's the commitment that I taught, that everything was possible and that's the commitment that we you know saw other, you know, shluchim and other people, incredible people out there who do incredible things. And we just took one step at a time to make it possible. We were very blessed to have a lot of partners in the community. Um, We've had over 2,500 gifts, individual gifts uh, to this campaign. So this is really an incredible community effort
0: Hmm.
1: and a lot of companies who have been part of, uh, you know, sponsoring this? So throughout our Lifetime shops, all the stores are sponsored for Shoprite, R. W. J. Barnabas, Words Bookstore, etc., uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. And then we have other sponsors. The NFL put in a beautiful turf field for us, uh, which is wow. an accessible uh, f- football field. Uh, working with people at the NBA and and many other organizations, uh, Nestle Health. So wow. you know, all these energies coming together made this possible. You know, people, people, and companies stepping up and giving us, um, you know, materials and and services either at cost or for free. Mm-hmm. Um, took a you know project, uh, which probably would, if we try to do it right now, would probably be a thirty million dollar plus project and. Mm-hmm. With the purchase of the building, with Mazal and Bracha buying it at the bottom of the market, hmm. and then uh, waiting it out until we could um, undertake this project. Um, you know, we're 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 probably closer to 18 and a half million hmm. uh, cost on the project. 18 million of which has already been raised. Hmm. Um, so, still opportunities wow. for anybody who would like to be a part of this, and obviously going forward. Uh, but uh, it's really in every which way tremendous us the blessings that we've seen in every step of, of this project. Um, and what year did you, you conceive always of this? us those right. So once we saw what they had created in Michigan, which is on a smaller scale, and the impact that it's having, um, it was about 10 years in the making, uh, you know, you know, looking for the right, you know, building up enough interest, looking for the right um you know, location here in this area where real estate is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact we were able to buy this property, which is five acres in Livingston, um, which is in itself an incredible miracle. Yeah. And uh, then we owned the property for three years. We used the building as is, and then we uh, we moved out and gutted the building, and uh, construction took three years uh, to, until the grand opening.
0: Incredible. Incredible. And you said that you were inspired by what was going on in Michigan. Are you inspiring anyone else to build any life towns in their town?
1: Well, our hope is that the model that we've created here um, is something that other cities will see, and we've already had a lot of interest in that, Um, and and other friendship circles and other other people in general will see uh, the opportunity to create something within their community which allows the community to rally around and to be a part of um that's really the most important part of it uh, you know had we had one donor who underwrote the whole project it wouldn't be what it is um this is the community coming together and, and community fe- rightfully so feels ownership over this center and they are engaged in, in every single day in what happens here. And that's really the power of, of what's going on in Lifetime. So we do hope that other cities will see this and other places will will uh, learn from it and, and create these opportunities elsewhere.
0: What about you mentioned the um, the boy with autism that visited uh, from Israel. Any stories of any of the teens um, or the volunteers that have been impacted by um, getting their chance to give back?
1: You know, hundreds of our Team volunteers over the years have gone on to pursue careers in special needs-related fields. and That's actually one of the things we're going to be offering here is college, working with the local universities, offering college equivalency courses in special needs-related fields so that we hope to inspire even more teens to be a part of the experience here at Lifetown. Uh, or the experience and and pursue careers in special needs related fields in their own life. So the impact has been tremendous. But also we've seen within the general Jewish community in this area, um, you know, from the adults that have been impacted, you know, the community at large, uh, all the synagogues in the area who now are very inclusive and every which way welcoming to individuals with special abilities, um, you know, in that way, um uh, you know it's transformed the mindsets of how people view uh in these individuals and therefore the opportunities that are presented to them
0: incredible um and so you mentioned in terms of what's next um you said the the uh, bowling alley is that also um a special needs type of bowling alley or
1: it's our, you know, bowling is a very is one of the most accessible sports, mm-hmm. and it's very therapeutic because of immediate response and other reasons. Um, and but bowling alleys, the old ones are not accessible, and the new ones have become these entertainment centers that are sensory overloads, even for an average person. Uh, so this is going to be a specialized space and a great place even for parents to unwind and for our teen volunteers to gather to you know to gather, and so it'll be used in so many different ways. We're hoping that will go in very soon. We it's ready when we built out the center, it's everything's prepped for it. So now we just have to find the right sponsor to make it possible.
0: Amazing. And in terms of the Halam mix, this is something so you'll be employing people with special needs to produce it and then it will be sold commercially
1: yeah correct and there's a lot of different opportunities throughout lifetown um where uh, adults could have either job training or actually real jobs you know for instance in our lifetown shops one of the stores is a florist so when the students come in with the schools they make a little potted plant um but when we have uh before Shabbos and Yom we're actually gonna have young adults creating bouquets of flowers that we that people built to order and purchase. So a lot of different opportunities like that. Our copy center is a place that we could fill jobs from outside companies. You know, the rest of the building also, which I didn't even make it all the way through, the whole hallway is interactive. We put in a special alphabet uh, mural that has a keyboard, a, a touchscreen where you can type in a message and it translates a few in all languages, including sign language and include, including on a braille strip. And the message of that is that even though we all communicate differently, we all share the same dreams and aspirations. Then as you make your way down the hall further – uh, there's uh, the art gallery. There's an indoor uh, therapy park, sensory park. There's a gym with special acoustics. Uh, a sensory room. There's a, a tactile room. Is the Jersey Shore uh, kitchen from a studio, and then a uh, art studio. Our, bowl, our pool, which is almost completed, is a zero entry. Uh, with a lot of interactives a so wave pool and other things in there um you know so that uh, there's endless opportunities in every which way it, it's we, the first day we opened we, after we got our t c o we moved one of our our friendship circle programs in here, and one of our staff members walking down the hallway, and one of the parents walking with a child- with their child, and the mother, when she out loud as if to nobody, says, "You know this place makes you proud to have a child with special needs." Wow. And that was my dayenum moment. At that moment, I said the whole the whole project was worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, a little while later, we're standing outside our park, the indoor park, and I was just watching. We had 20 kids in there with their buddies and you know, kids out of their wheelchairs on, on our tumble track and everyone just enjoying it. And uh, Jason, who's our head therapist, walks by. He walks up to me. He goes, I'm in, this is the best therapy I've ever seen in my life. And it's even better. There's no therapist in there. It's just kids being kids and having a good time. But these kids, these teens are getting their buddies to do things that it would take therapists months. And that's the type of impact that immersive environment of Lifetown has. And, you know, we hope to be able to touch as many lives as possible in every which way. Everyone involved will be transformed by what happens here in Lifetown. And it becomes an incubator for what will happen in the real world.
0: Beautiful. So tell our listeners, how do you get involved if you want to volunteer, if you want to come as a participant, if you want to help build the bowling alley, um, where do you go next to learn more? So
1: our website, lifetown.com has it's full of information every day we're putting up more information of new programs that we keep on rolling out um there's opportunities you can see for the schools the, the schools could uh, you know they come on tours or they could uh, sign up to become part of the educational programs here uh, there's programs for families that we ho- host directly and of course there's uh you know Opportunities for everyone to be involved as volunteers and opportunities for people to be involved in, in making this place. Our goal is to be 100% mortgage-free in the coming weeks and months so that every dollar that will be that will come in in Lifetime will go directly back to making the programs op- uh, possible for each and every one of the families at a, at a, at a price that they could afford
0: amazing well it's really um I, I haven't spoken to you I don't know in 20 years and it's really an incredible uh incredible what you've been up to since then so I'm um, really so happy to connect and um you should go uh, Mikhail alkhail
1: I mean I mean thank you for everything you're doing and thank you for the opportunity to share the story with your listeners
0: okay and all the best and thank you for listening and you can catch us same time same place next week bye bye